Well, in uh, waiting on the Lord about tonight, I began to get a message. And uh, <laughs> stay open-minded. <laughs> Maybe a little different than what you've thought about or heard me talk about before. Go please to Timothy, the fourth chapter. 1 Timothy 4. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1 says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly, very specifically and pointedly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. How many know you can't depart from something you're not in? You can't depart from Branson unless you were in Branson. And you can't depart from the faith lest you were in the faith. Is it so that some leave the faith? It's sad. But it has happened. And he said in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. And this is why they did. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Say that out loud. Doctrines of devils. Doctrines. That doctrine means teachings. And devils would have to do with evil spirits. Are there teachings that are inspired by the devil? And here's the thing. So many times people, I guess they might imagine that all these teachings would be done in Satanist churches. Or in witches meetings or sorcerers meetings but no a lot of these doctrines of devils are preached right over the pulpit in churches doctrines of devils verse 2 these people that are speaking these things are speaking lies in hypocrisy that means they know themselves it's not right do you see that They're speaking lies, but it didn't just say they were deceived. They're speaking the lies what? Hypocrisy means you're acting a way you know better. You're acting a way you know is not right. Hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's serious because that means you're dull to hearing God and seeing him forbidding to marry he begins to list off some of these doctrines of demons one of them is forbidding to marry in order to be spiritual saying you can't be spiritual and be married to abstain from foods saying that you become spiritual through not eating certain things which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth for every creation of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Now he did not give us a complete list of doctrines of demons or devils. There is a revival of different ones of these in each generation. And I can see in our generation more than one that's being revived 
and getting a lot of uh, momentum right now in our generation. And I want to uh, go into it, talk about it, and then expand to some very heated topics of the day and give you some answers. Not what I think, what the Bible says, what I know. One of these doctrines of devils, teachings of devils, it sounds new to this generation, but really it's old. It's a revival of something very old. Has to do with goddess worship. And it has many forms. Throughout ancient times, sometimes most of the known world worshipped goddesses like Diana, for one. And many of them were symbols of fertility. And the tie-in came back to the earth. Mother Earth. And the worship is of that which makes the earth fertile. And the spirits and the natural were mixed together. And there are variations of it in this country and other countries, far distant times and present day. I want to say something very boldly. And I suggest you not take my word for it. Get in the Bible for yourself and find out if this is right or not. There is no such thing as Mother Earth. And there is no such thing as Mother Nature. And we need to take these terms out of our vocabulary because they are insulting to the Lord and can actually anger Him. There is no such thing as Mother Earth. There is no such thing as Mother Nature. And yet you hear a lot about these terms, don't you? Oh, you hear Christians using this terminology frequently. And it's just kind of out of habit and being conformed to the world. But I'm telling you, get these out of your mouth and out of your mind. There is the Father God, creator of heavens and earth, creator of us, creator of everything. Are y'all with me now? And he never refers to himself as mother. And there's revelation in how he created us. Now, from the natural standpoint, we have a natural mother. Her name is Eve. A woman God made. And all living. She's called the mother of all living. And I could go on. But I'm wanting to get into something else here. God is our father. He is the creator. And 
There is a strong emphasis now, everybody knows this, on being green. I mean, it's gaining huge momentum. Being green. And condemnation is being preached. If you're not as green as these. And there's a strong movement on to force you to be green. And force you and take your money away and pay for other people to be forced to be green. And there's something more serious going on. It actually goes into and is associated with a worship of the earth. Which is a replacement of the worship of God. And it's nothing new. It is nothing new. It's generations, generations old. There's a Bible term for it. Creation worship. Go to Romans and I'll show you. Creation worship. Romans the first chapter. Romans 1 and verse 23. It says, well let me back up to verse 19. That which may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of him, of God, from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools." And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Now let me stop and say this. Creation worship and body defilement go together. I said they go together. Worship of the earth, worship of creation, and defiling of the body go together. Keep reading. Verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie. And to get this, they did what? They worshiped and served the creature. Now, actually, that could be translated creation. A lot of your modern translations will have that. They worshipped and served the creation more than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. Then the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th verses talk about homosexuality, lesbianism, fornication, and adultery. Because it goes hand in hand with this. Can you see a surge and increase? Of these things in the land and an increase of Mother Earth worship. It is against the Lord. It is a substitute for the worship of God. Everybody on this planet can be divided into two groups. 
Everybody. I don't care what language, background, culture, education, political affiliation makes no difference. Everybody is divided into two groups. People who believe the Bible <laughs> and people who believe something else. Who choose not to accept the Bible and believe something else. I'd like to deal as the Lord would enable me and help me and we've already prayed. I'd like to deal with and answer two questions tonight. What about global warming? And what about the end of the earth? And we're going to answer these. Somebody say, you think you know? No, I just found out it had been answered a long time ago in this book. And it is answered. Definitely. So before we go tonight, you're going to get the answer. Absolutely. No theory. The answer. What about global warning? I'm going to show you. What about the end of the earth? I'm going to show you. It's right here. Black and white. It's right. Been here all along. And then, of course, it's up to us or whoever would hear this here or anywhere in the world. It's up to you whether you accept the Bible or whether you refuse it and decide to believe something else. Which of the two camps you choose to be in. But for me and my house, we choose to believe the Bible. Right? If the Bible says it, I don't care what you think, what your doctors and scientists say, or what your friends or your politicians say, or your preachers say. If the Bible said it, it's right. And if you think differently, you're wrong. Well, you're just narrow, narrow, narrow. Yeah, and saved. There's a broad way that leads to destruction. And there's a straight and narrow way that leads to salvation and life. Don't you thank God for the Bible? Thank God for the Bible. Go to Genesis 1, please. Did you get that from Romans now about creation worship? He talked about people that changed and worship and served the creation more than the creator. Say that out loud. Worshipped and served the creation more than the creator. That is what's being preached right now globally is that we are to serve the creation. We're to save the creation and we're to serve the creation. And there are a whole lot of folks that'd be quite happy to expend everybody up here in this room to save the planet. They'd think that'd be a small price. If they had to sacrifice all of us. <laughs> because saving the planet is the most important thing. And that is ignoring the Creator and worshiping and serving the creation. But did the Lord tell us to save the planet? You know of any verses? Or to serve the planet? To serve the earth? 
Some folks don't know if they like this or not. Well, hold on. Genesis 1, did you get there? How many know Genesis 1 is very close to the very beginning of this whole deal? (laughs) Genesis 1 and 26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Somebody say dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea and over, that means dominion over the fowl of the air and dominion over the cattle and dominion over all the earth. This is not saving the earth. This is not serving the earth. This is having dominion over the earth. And that is the exact opposite of those who believe in worshiping and serving Mother Earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. And the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said to them. Be fruitful. And multiply. And replenish the earth. And serve it. This is the exact opposite. Of serving. Isn't it? Now, I'm quoting Scripture. Keep in mind closely. I'm going to stay close with the Scriptures tonight. These are not my words. Romans 1.25 says they changed the truth of God to a lie. They worshipped and served the creation more than the Creator. Here in verse 28, he didn't tell us to serve. In fact, he shows us in Romans, ungodly people preach and do that. We were not made to serve the earth. The earth was made to serve us. Subdue it. Somebody say subdue it. What do you do with the earth? Save it. Serve it. Subdue it. What does subdue mean? It means make it serve you. What's all the water here for? For us. What's all the wood here for? It's for us. What's all the ground here for? All the metals. It's here for us. And yet people who are into Mother Earth worship, they preach that the earth is the most important thing and we're here to take care of it. We're here to serve it and revere it. These are people who don't know God and who don't worship God. Have dominion. Somebody say, have dominion. dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion over it. Subdue it. Make it serve you. That's what it's here for. Well, somebody said, what about pollution? I am sure that what men have done have affected the earth and had negative impacts on the earth. Sure. So what about global warming? It's a theory. It's preached like a truth. But it's a theory. Mrs. Willits, proven scientifically. 
Those who tell us that they know something think they can prove that there's been periods of time in the earth when it's been much warmer than it is now and much colder than it is now. And you got some scientists predicting another ice age. You got some that believe in global warming. You got some that believe in global cooling. Don't you? Am I right? So, Mr. What do you believe in? I'm about to tell you. I already told you. I believe in this book. I believe this book is the final authority, is the answer to the whole situation. Well, what's the answer? There's no question about it. Some things need to be cleaned up. No question about that. And there's no question about it. We need better forms of energy. And better forms of transportation. Better. But the solution is not to try to force people to worship the earth. And the solution is not to take money away from people that are already hurting. The solution is new technology. God's the one that gave us the technology we've got. Right? How many believe God's got a better idea? He can show us better forms of energy, better forms of travel and transportation and and housing. He's got the plan. He knows how to do it. We can ask him. He'll show us. And as people find a better way, you won't have to try to force them to go to it. They'll go to it voluntarily. But you'll notice this about doctrines of demons. Somebody say, are you calling this a doctrine of demon? Yes. (laughs) So there's no confusion. You see things in the uh, characteristics of a doctrine of devils. He said, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. That's the end of it. That's the last one. The purpose of it is to cause people to depart from the faith. How does that work? Well, seducing spirits. There has to be something very appealing about these things. Our masses would not pursue it. There's something that seems and sounds good and has to be appealing and it seduces one from something solid to something wrong. And in that comes the deception, preaching lies like they're truth. And people become deceived and confused. And then he said their conscience is seared. Said out loud, distracted, Distracted. deceived, Deceived. dulled, Dulled. depart from the faith. You see what's going on here? There's churches that rarely anymore preach about Jesus. Almost every sermon is about being green. The devil's subtle. He doesn't come in the front door. Oh, come on. Can you see this? He's deceptive. He wants you distracted. And it happens not all at once, but gradually over time. 
And you get so caught up with something and you do it more and more and more and you give more and more of your energies and your money and your resources to it. And you don't even realize you've left the faith. You're not preaching Jesus anymore. You're not putting your resources into the kingdom. You've got a new religion. It's worshiping and serving Mother Earth. Somebody said, well, what about global warming? Go to Genesis. We're going to answer this once and for all. Unless the Bible's just not good enough for you. <laughs> Genesis, the eighth chapter. We're beginning to get into the second part of this. What about the earth? What's God's plan for the earth? What's going to be the end of the earth? There are many who are trying to paint a, thank you, Lord, I forgot to say that last part, doctrines of demons. They include those things we mentioned, and they work to produce confusion and fear. Fear. Doctrines of demons produce fear. And you know, the Lord has actually had led us and got us ready for this the past two times we spoke. Because what have we been talking about? Fear. And here's the problem. The enemy can lead people, even God's people, through fear. If you're following fear, you're not being led by the Lord. You're being led by the enemy, by the devil. I know it's a strong statement, but it's just the truth. God leads us through peace, doesn't he? The devil leads whoever will follow him through fear. And so it's being preached, fear has been preached, that we are on the verge of a catastrophic happening in the planet, and that the planet is warming up, and it may be, but that don't mean everything. And that what's going to happen is all of the polar caps are going to melt, and sea levels are going to rise, and the earth is going to be flooded. And it's going to get so hot that the oceans are going to become stagnant and things are going to die and the animals can't live and you can't grow any crops. And it's all because you've been riding around too much in your car. (laughs) Rascal. (laughs) Somebody say, what about it? I'm going to tell you what about it. Ain't gonna happen. How do you know? Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. The world is not going to be destroyed because of global warming. I can guarantee you. Not gonna happen. Genesis 8. Did you find it? Now you know I wouldn't say that so bold. Unless I had heard from him about it. And we did right here. There was a time when this planet was destroyed. You remember it? It was destroyed. By water. So much water inundated this planet. That absolutely every continent was covered. The whole earth was flooded. And everything. Everything. And everybody perished 
It was a global event. And it was a catastrophic event. But God had some chosen folks. And he had a way of salvation. And he spared them and the earth didn't die. And the earth was replenished. But when this thing happened, God spoke a word concerning future destruction. And it's why I can be so bold about what I just said. What did he say? Right here. Genesis 8, verse 21. The Lord smelled a sweet savor from the offerings they gave him. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. You believe that or not? Now here's why I can be so bold. Verse 22. While the earth remains. How long is this going to be? Long as the earth remains. There's going to be seed time. And harvest. So I reckon you will be able to grow your crops. And. Now get the next word. Ah. Cold. There's going to be cold. There's going to be cold. No, no, it's going to be warm everywhere. No, it's not. No, it's not. There's going to be cold as long as this earth remains. There's going to be cold and heat. The cycles will continue. The seasons will continue. It's not coming apart. These folk that are preaching and so scared and trying to scare everybody, they overestimate their ability to mess things up. <laughs> We've ruined the planet. We've ruined the planet. And we got to hurry up and get it fixed. Who do you think you are? Not only are you not big enough to fix the planet, nor are you big enough to ruin it. There is a God. He has a plan. He needs this earth for some stuff. And nobody's going to be able to destroy it till he gets through doing what he's doing. No matter how much you ride around in your car. Read it. Verse 22. Do you believe this verse? While the earth remains, how long is this going to be like this? While the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. That means we're going to get to eat from now on. (laughs) Yeah. Going to be seasons. Yeah. Seed time and harvest. Going to be cold and heat. There are going to be times when you wear a short sleeve. And there's going to be times when you go look for your coat. And that's going to be all your life. And as long as men are on the planet. Don't you believe lies? This is the word of God. If he said there's going to be cold and heat as long as this earth exists, that's exactly how it's going to be. So is the earth going to perish by global warming? No way. No how. It's not going to. Not like that. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest... Cold and heat, summer and what else? 
See, there are people that try to scare us and tell us, man, you know, it's getting warmer and warmer in the northern latitudes, and soon it'll be summertime up there all the time. No, it won't. No, it won't. It's going to be wintertime. We're about to have some right now. And in a few months, it's going to be cold. And it's going to be cold next year. And it's going to be cold the year after that. And if the Lord tarries is coming, 500 years after that, it's going to be cold. So how do you know? Because I believe the Bible. I believe what God said. Just like this. And day and night. There's going to be sowing and reaping. There's going to be getting cold and getting hot. There's going to be summertime. There's going to be wintertime. How many know that means the seasons must be at least somewhere in the area of normal? I'm not advocating seeing how many oil slicks you can make and how much smog you can put in the air. I'm not advocating that. I've already said there are better ways to live. There are cheaper ways to operate and better and cleaner. Let's believe God for it. Let's believe God. Let's do better. But don't you turn loose of Jesus and start serving Mother Earth. And don't you let somebody put fear in you that we are all about to perish because there's too many cars around. This earth is not going to perish from global warming. It's a Bible fact. You believe it or not? Not going to happen. Glory to God. Well, how is the earth going to finish up? Can we save the earth? Well, the message of those that are confused is that we need to, we must sacrifice to save the earth. That we must what? Sacrifice in order to save the earth. Both of those are wrong. I said both of them are wrong. Number one, the sacrifice Has already been made. And number two. The earth cannot be saved. Cannot be. The same thing that's happening to your body. Is happening to the planet. The curse is in it. The planet in its current state. Is not going to make it. But it ain't going by global warming. Somebody said, you believe in global warming? Nope. I believe in global melting. (laughs) That's what I believe in. (laughs) Anybody with me in here tonight? You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Go with me to Hebrews 1. Can we save the earth? No, we can't. We should be more concerned about the people. Hmm? The people can be saved. The Lord's already paid the price for them. The planet can't be saved. But the Lord's already got a plan for that. How many think the Lord's already got it covered? Hebrews, the first chapter tells us what's going to happen 
with the planet. We're going to look at more than one place. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 10. says, You, Lord, in the beginning you have laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They shall perish. What's going to happen to them? If God says they're going to perish, can you save them? No matter how green you get. If God says it's perishing, you can't save it. And they shall all wax old as doth a garment. That's what we mentioned before. See, just like your body's getting old, the planet's getting old. When something gets old, it develops weak places, wrinkles, bald spots, creaks, groans. And that's exactly what's happening in the earth right now. Hold your place right here. Go to Romans 8. Hold your place there in Hebrews. Romans 8, verse 19. 8.19 says, the earnest expectation of the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does the earth need? It needs for us to come into the fullness of what we're called and made to be. Its redemption is connected to us, the sons of God. For the creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same in hope, because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Glory to God. What does that mean? Well, decay and death, corruption. You know there's coming a time when plants are not going to die? Animals are not going to die. Stuff is not going to rot and stink anywhere on the planet anymore. Corruption. The planet's going to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. It's connected to us. As we're glorified, it gets glorified because it's ours. I said, it's ours. Psalm 115 talks about, said the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. He gave it to us, not for us to serve it, but for it to benefit us. Keep reading. Verse 22. For we know that the whole creation. What's going on? Groaning. And travailing. In pain. Together until now. That's why you have hurricanes. That's why you got tornadoes. That's why you got tsunamis. That's why you got earthquakes. The planet's not right. It's been corrupted. Because of man's sin, it's getting old. Its plates are shifting. Its atmosphere is moving and changing. It's wearing out. It's getting old. Can you see it? 
Is our call on the earth to save it? Nobody can. I said nobody can. God's going to sustain it. Long as we need it. He says well. Wonder how it will be destroyed. I mean. Will it be destroyed through a nuclear war? Will it be destroyed through this? No. I can tell you absolutely no. Just like it's not going to be destroyed through global warming. Why? Because we're told how it's going to be destroyed. And if it's going to be destroyed that way. It can't be destroyed some other way. I don't care what crazy person gets nuclear weapons. And how hard they try to fire them. They're not bigger than God. Come on now. They're not bigger than God. And if God says it's going to go like this. And it's going to end like this. How many is going to vote for that and say then that's how, that's how it's going to be. Well if it's going to be that way. It can't be all these other crazy fear instilling scenarios. Man there's freedom in this. There's liberty in this when you realize the truth. God's bigger than man. Groaning and travailing. Verse 23 says, not only it, not only is the creation groaning, but us too, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. We've been born again. We've been saved, but our body hasn't experienced this redemption yet. But it's going to. And it's going to be changed from corruptible to incorruptible. And the same thing is going to happen to the planet. Glory to God. Of course, our bodies, the materials came from the planet. God made it that way. We're connected. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it going to be wonderful? No corruption. You know, you get tired of doing the same thing every day, don't you? I mean, you comb your hair and you got to comb it again. Wash your clothes, you got to do it again. The weariness. That's what Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon, God gave him a lot of wisdom. And in his wisdom, that's what he understood. He, He said, man, we're just going through all these motions for nothing. You just do the same thing over and over and over again. And for what? You got to do it again tomorrow. That's changing. I said, that's changing. What will it be like to go for a thousand years and never have to clean up dirt? (laughs) Glory to God. Never have to take out the garbage. (laughs) Glory to God. Go back to Hebrews, please. Hebrews 1. He said, they shall perish. What will perish? The earth and the heavens are going to perish. So they're not going to last indefinitely. They're not going to endure to all generations. They're on their way to their demise. The earth and the heavens are getting older and they will perish. Hebrews 12 says it like this. Hebrews 12 25 says see that you refuse not him that speaks if they escape not who refused him that spoke on earth much more shall they not escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven whose voice then shook the earth but now he's promised saying yet once more 
I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Anything that is flawed, that is damaged, that can be broken, that can be taken apart, that can be destroyed, is going to be destroyed. And all that will remain is that which is incorruptible and undefiled and permanent. Thank you, Lord. Go to 2 Peter, please, the third chapter. 2 Peter 3 and 4. Now, this is what's going to happen. No ifs, ands, or maybes. This is what's going to happen. They'll come in the last days. Now, that's how our text started, isn't it? In the last days would be the doctrines of devils. You know, they depart and leave the faith. In the last days, there'll be scoffers. Walking after their own lusts and desires. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. What are they saying? Many are saying this right today. There is no God. There's nobody coming. There's no second coming. All we've got is this earth. And we better take care of it. All we've got is us. Do you see this is godless? It's not true. He went on to say, verse 5, For this they willingly are ignorant of. Not just that they don't know it, they don't want to know it. They don't want to hear it. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Now, what did we just get through reading? What's going to happen to this earth and heaven right now? It's going to perish. We know it. He said so. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, that's the one you're sitting on right now, by the same word. That was true concerning that period of time and that destruction are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. One day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We got bigger issues than global warming. We got a world full of people denying their God that made them, rebelling against him, blaspheming him, and the end of days is coming up. This thing's going to be over. And people who don't know God, oh... It's terrible beyond imagination. And yet people are so focused. See, it's a deception. It's a distraction. They're more concerned and upset about how many miles per gallon your vehicle gets. Than human beings on the planet without God. He said. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord. 
will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Now, friend, you are reading exactly how this thing's going to end. This is not theory. This is not somebody with their calculators and computers trying to figure out what they think. This is him who sits on the throne almighty, who has seen the end from the beginning. And this is how this planet's going out. This is how it's going to end. There's going to be a, uh, when the Bible says great noise, that means everybody's going to hear it everywhere. There's going to be this huge, gigantic sound and noise, and the heavens are going to pass away. The heavens. And the elements that you and I are standing on right now are going to melt with fervent heat. That's not global warming. That's global melting. And it doesn't happen gradually. It's going to happen like a thief breaking in, unexpected, all at once. And the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Nothing is going to survive. Nothing. The entire planet is going to melt. I'm talking about the surface of it at least. And the atmosphere. And what's beyond the atmosphere. What we call our solar system. It's all going. It's written. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? How many know if you really believe this? It helps straighten you up. If you know that this is at the door, it'd make you live different. Looking for and hasting to the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire, the heavens on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. He says it again. How many know it's established? This is going to happen. Just this way. Nevertheless, here's the good news. We, according to his promise, we got another word. We look for what? We look for what? New heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And uh, one way you could say this, everything is right. Everything is right yeah the people yeah the lives but everything every tree every blade of grass every piece of dirt everything is right all the stuff that had been corrupted and affected by the curse and sin is gone so we're working for a better earth better planet not me I'm looking for a brand new one Better ain't good enough. Brand new. Brand new. Somebody say new heavens. New earth. New heavens. New earth. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen just like this. It's catastrophic. Nothing on the earth is going to survive. Nothing. Not your house. Not mine. Nothing. I mean the mountains are going to melt. Nothing is going to remain. 
and the heavens that we see are going. And it's not going to be the result of pollution. Now go to Revelation. Let's look at something else. Give us more insight. You're close by. Revelation. And there's more than one place in Revelation this is spoken of. We'll look in the sixth chapter. I tell you, look at two places. Go to, uh, now you just go to Revelation. I'll read these other ones to you. Luke 21, 24, are you listening? The Lord is speaking. He said, they'll fall by the edge of the sword. They'll be led away captive into all nations. Jerusalem will be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Verse 25. And there shall be what? Signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. Now we've already read what's going to happen in the heavens. It's all going to be on fire. And upon the earth. Now he gave us the word. The world in ancient times past in Noah's time, it perished by what? Water. But he said the next time, which is going to be the last time, it's going to perish by what? Fire. We're not talking about a campfire. <laughs> Ain't you glad you're saved? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there will be signs. Sign is something you can see. You'll be able to see things in the sun and the moon and the stars. Now, if you put all this together, Jesus talked about there'd be wars and rumors of wars and there'd be earthquakes in different places. But he said the end is not yet. He said, don't be moved by that. It's amazing how few Christians know this. They talk all kind of stuff. Well, I wonder if the end's coming. I'll tell you when the end's coming. Something's going to happen to our son. Our son. How many know we can't live without our son? The planet can't live without the sun. Something's going to happen to our sun. No ifs and ands and maybes. The Bible said so. And when you see something going on with the sun, of course, we could all be out of here. <laughs> but when that is seen, it's up. This whole thing's about to be over. And of course, what affects the sun affects the moon, affects all the planets, affects us. He said, verse 25. There will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Of course, what affects the seas and the tides and it's the planets and what affects the moon? Well, the sun. And verse 26, men's hearts, what? Just from what they're seeing happening on the planet, just die. For fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. It just gets plainer and plainer the more you read it. What's going to happen? The powers of heaven. Sun, moon, stars. And then shall they see, verse 27, the Son of Man coming. Whew, in a cloud with power and great glory. 
Oh, hallelujah. Skip down to verse 33. Verse 33 says, heaven and earth. This is Jesus talking. Heaven and earth. What's going to happen? Can we save the planet? No. No. Who can? Nobody can. No group. No amount of money. No technology. Nothing can save the planet. But it's not going to perish from global warming or from the ice age. How's it going to go? By fire. Fire that melts it. Go. You got your place in Revelation? Well, let me read this to you also in the mouth of three witnesses here. Acts 2, don't turn there, but Acts 2, 18 through 20, says, On my servants and on my handmaids I'll pour out in those days of my spirit, and they'll prophesy. And I'll show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into what? How many know that is a problem? (laughs) That is a giant problem. When you look up and the sun's supposed to be shining and it's dark, you can look right straight at the sun and it doesn't hurt your eyes. What does that mean? It means the end is here. And you need to be saved. If you're not, you better get to it. (laughs) The sun shall be turned into darkness. No need to conjecture. Somebody said, what does that mean? That means supernova? Does that mean sun has died? We don't know. It's going to turn dark and we know that ain't right. (laughs) We know that's a giant problem. (laughs) It'll be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. Of course, the moon's a reflection of the sun. We know that. Before that great and notable day of the Lord come. Look in Revelation. It says the same thing. Revelation 6 and verse 12. I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. And lo, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black As sackcloth of hair. Huh. And the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth. Even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs when she's shaken of a mighty wind. If you read other portions here in Revelation, including the 8th chapter of Revelation There are giant meteorites that hit the earth the size of huge mountains. How many know we got bigger problems than global warming? We're going to lose our sun and the stars are going to fall and hit the earth. Nobody's going to be thinking about miles per gallon (laughs) or greenhouse gases. How many believe the Bible now? Believe the Bible. He said, the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. The moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth. Even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs and she's shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll. Now when you leave here, look up into the night sky. 
It's been that way for thousands of years. But there's coming a time that thing's going to roll up. It's going to be on fire. Now, you could understand why people looking at that would just fall dead from their heart failing them. The heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled together. And every mountain, how many? Mount Everest. Every mountain and island were moved out of their places. How many know this is a catastrophic? The mountains are moving. Nothing is stable anymore. The things that were holding us together and holding us in orbit and holding the tides and, and the magnetic and the plates and is gone. And when it is, it's coming apart. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. And here again, why would you want to go underground? Because everything is so terrible on the surface, untenable. And they said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? There will be no more atheists on that day. There will be no more agnostics. There will be no more unbelievers. There will be no more smart-mouthed intellectuals. There will be no more blasphemers. And all the junk that people preached and the fear that they, you know, tried to project and put in people and, and all the scoffing they did and, and belittling and deriding of God's people and his word will stop. Won't it? But it'll be the end. And it can be too late for some. But tonight, I reckon the sun's doing fine. Branson is standing still. All our little hills are just right where they're supposed to be. And I reckon your car will be right there where you parked it when you come out of here. And your house will be where you left it. And we're told why the Lord has tarried so long in coming and is still tarrying. He has long patience waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. Is he interested in us preaching and saving the planet? No, the people, the people. He's not waiting to save the planet. The planet's gone. Planet ain't going to make it. Oh, but why do we have a season of time and stability? And we're enjoying a time of freedom and peace in this country. Oh, it could be better, but it could be a lot worse. I'm standing here preaching the gospel and got nobody holding a machine gun on me. Nobody's going to arrest you when you leave. We got freedom. I said we got freedom. And we're getting more money and we're getting more ability and more voice. How many know the time is short? We need to redeem the days. This thing's not going to always be like it is today and tonight. We've got to get this job done. Because there is coming a time when this terrible sound is going to come and the sun is going to quit shining. It's all going to be over. But till then, we'll work till Jesus comes. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today 
free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.